The Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. We are surely in need of that in these days because there's much we don't understand. But here's something we can do. In a time that's so uncertain, filled with what seems like the loss of so many family traditions and community traditions, in a time where we don't know whether to hug, shake hands, or simply to nod and keep walking on, what we can do is celebrate the Savior. We can celebrate that God who created the very world that we live in also stepped into this reality, fully God and fully man. We can celebrate Jesus. And this journey is meant to be that. It's meant to be a story of creation and failure and redemption and grace and God's goodness by sending a child who was born as a king. It's also a story of his crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension back into the heavens and the promise of his return. This is the story of Jesus. And yes, we center on those events around the advent, but it's a big story worth the telling. Like we did in the spring with the Stations of the Cross, our team has put together Stations of the Advent. Follow the audio, enjoy the ride, and draw near to the Savior. If you aren't sure where Westwood Church is located, pause the audio and put the following address into your GPS. 970 Leesburg Road, Roxborough, NC. Once the address is entered and you're ready, restart the audio. Before you take off on this journey, resolve to not be in a rush. This is more like a marinade, not a spritz. We have attempted to create clear instructions and we apologize in advance if there are any problems or inconveniences. Our team will be monitoring the display, but if you see anything askew, contact Tim Bowes via text or call at 336-583-5377. Remember, you can pause the audio anytime you need to and restart whenever you are ready to proceed. If you arrive at any destination before the music stops, just pull in and let the music play. Take your time, no rush. Let's go. There's a celebration in the heavens The lights are lit, you can see them on the town Shining like stars in the distance Ooh, it's Christmas From the hills as we are going down There's a newborn king in her presence A holy hush fills a stable all around As the people bow to their Savior
flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Worshiping aloud, there's a holy king in our presence. Oh, the promised one is in our presence. There is hope for the world in our presence. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want He makes me like down in green pastures He leads me beside still waters He restores my soul The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me. He leads me. He leads me in paths of righteousness.
I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. If you have not arrived at Westwood Church yet, stop the audio and restart when you arrive at Westwood. When you arrive at Westwood Church, pull into the entryway nearest Ralph's Auto. Pull over to the side for a moment and let's start with a word of prayer. Father God, we humbly ask you to speak to our hearts today. Open to our minds your thoughts. Show us Jesus. Father, you want us to know you, and the way to knowing you is knowing Jesus. Give us fresh wind, fresh fire. Give us Jesus. In Christ we pray. Amen. Position your vehicle where you have a clear view of Station 1. It's located in the parking lot between Westwood's building and Ralph's Auto, near the basketball goal. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Can you even imagine what it was like to see everything being made from nothing? Everything was perfect. No corruption. Everything was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seeds, seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that holds breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Can you even imagine uncorrupted creation? Can you imagine animals not afraid of man? Can you imagine untouched forest? Can you imagine clear skies? Can you imagine people not gripped in fear and shame. Can you imagine a world without sin? Can you imagine even for a moment what would be different if we lived in such a world now? That's the world God gave us. He made every beautiful thing and he called it good. Then he made mankind and he called it very good. God made it without sin God made it without blemish. God made it good. We know we live in a world corrupted by sin, but can't we wonder, can't we dream, 
Can't we pursue God and get back to His design? What would be different in your life today if it was uncorrupted? Station 2 is located at the big flagpoles on the Leesburg Road side of Westwood's building. Pause the audio until you are positioned at that station. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I have commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Have you ever been too ashamed to face someone? If it's sometimes too hard to face ordinary, sinful people, how much harder is it to face holy God? When God speaks to us, He does not ignore our sin. He confronts it. His goal is to restore us, heal us, and bring us into shameless, joyful fellowship with Him. If it was you in the garden with God today, what would He confront? Will you run and hide or run to Him? As you move to find station number three, go toward the end of Westwood's parking lot on the DreamWorks side of their property and turn toward their Family Life Center. Station number three will be located along that gravel drive. Pause the audio until you position your car in front of station number three. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. 
In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed him. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He, he drove out the man, and at the east of the garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. It's hard to imagine what it must have been like to be confronted by God like Adam and Eve did when they lived in such a perfect world. We live in the middle of brokenness, and sometimes it's easy for us to say, if all this wasn't messed up, maybe I wouldn't have messed up. But truth be told, even in a perfect world, if any of us were Adam and Eve, it's likely we would have rebelled too. But do notice in the story that even as there is consequences for Adam and Eve's rebellion against God, and there's consequences for Satan's rebellion, there's also the care of God. Adam and Eve attempted to cover themselves, and their covering wasn't sufficient. So what does God do? He makes covering that he himself sacrifices the animal for and fashions for them. God's covering is sufficient. And not only in the moment does God cover Adam and Eve, but he makes a promise, a promise that the head of the serpent would be crushed and the heel of the rescuer would be bruised. What is it like today to stand at the latter end of that promise, able to enjoy the grace of God through Jesus Christ, knowing that the works of Satan have been crushed on the cross and the blood of Jesus has paid for our sins? Imagine the garden. Well, we live in it, friends. The garden may be broken. It may not be what Adam and Eve saw, but it's a good, good place. It's a beautiful place. And here we are, sinners in the middle of it, in need of that grace of God. Do you enjoy His grace today? Or are you enjoying fellowship with Him today? Your next location is North Roxborough Church, which is located on the corner of North Main and School Street. Pause the audio and put 115 School Street in your GPS. When you have it entered, restart the audio and enjoy the music and the ride.
If you have not arrived at North Roxboro, pause the audio until you arrive. As you pull into North Roxboro's parking lot, turn right and position yourself in front of Station 4 near the Pointer Street side of the parking lot. When man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every intention and thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man, whom I have created, from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things, and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. When all of mankind was so self-centered and self-indulgent that it grieved God to see his creatures in their rebellious state, God chose to judge mankind and start anew. Truth be told, Noah was no different than anyone else. God showed favor to Noah. God's grace went to work on Noah and his family. Walking in God's grace changed everything for Noah and his family. How has God's grace changed your life? And how has God's grace changed your life mission? To move to Station 5, roll around the island and face the rear of the church building. Pause the audio until you are positioned to view Station 5. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and a lion shall eat straw like the ox. Their nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And that day the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples of him, shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. In that day the Lord will extend his hand yet a second time to recover the remnants that remains of his people. 
from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, and from the coastlands of the sea. After portraying the destruction of God's people by displaying Jesse's line as having been cut down, the stump of Jesse, we see the paradise that will shoot up out of God's promises to David. The Messiah is going to come from the line of David. Imagine that. Imagine when all looks failed, God promises paradise. And that's true for us too. Even in the midst of our failures, God can step in and grant new life. Your next destination is Providence Church. If you don't know the location or if you are unsure of the best route, take time to put Providence's address in your GPS. 1319 Virgilina Road. Pause the audio until you're ready to head to Providence. While shepherds watch their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, the ends before you reach Providence Church, pause the audio and then restart the audio as you arrive at Providence. As you arrive at Providence, enter the first driveway nearest the three crosses and station six will be on your left. As we consider the coming of the Messiah, many scriptures tell us about this incredible ruler. 
Genesis 49.10 The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until the tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Isaiah 9.6-7 For unto us is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Their prince shall be one of themselves, their ruler shall come out from their midst. I will make him draw near, and he shall approach me, for who will dare of himself to approach me, declare the Lord. Jeremiah thirty twenty one, Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Micah 5, 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephratah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. David was an unlikely choice for king to begin with and Bethlehem an unlikely choice for city to produce a king. God doesn't need the likely. He is able in every situation and circumstance to accomplish his redemptive will. What promise of God seems unlikely to you today? Can God be trusted to do what seems unlikely to you? Continue around to the right and Station 7 will be on your left-hand side, alongside the cemetery. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out, leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. And with those words from the prophet Malachi, it seems that the Old Testament and God along with it go silent. But he wasn't silent. He had simply said what he needed to say. And now mankind was left waiting for God to perform it. But his promise was to send one like Elijah, before that great day of the Lord. So Malachi closes with us waiting on the forerunner of the Messiah and then the Messiah himself. What do you do in the waiting? We know that the people weren't prepared to see the Messiah in Bethlehem. There was no room for him in the end. 
We are living in the waiting now. What do we do to live in eager expectation? Station 8 is diagonally across the parking lot on your right-hand side along Highway 49. Pause the audio until you are positioned in view of Station 8. Judah and his kin. Then Perez and Zerah came from Judah's woman Tamar. Paris, he brought Hezron up and then came. Aramman Amenadab, the Nashon, who was then the dad of Salmon, with Rahab, father Boaz. Rushi married Boaz, who had Obed, who had Jesse. Jesse, he had David, who we know as king. Have you ever noticed how people only seem to find the famous and successful in their family trees? Jesus has liars, murderers, greedy people, even prostitutes in his family tree. What is more valuable than the tree we were born into is the tree we are reborn into. We are grafted into the family of God. Do you celebrate being a part of the family of God? Do you embrace the Christian family? Do you find your identity more in your temporal family tree or in your eternal family tree? Your next destination will be East Rock Church. Take a moment to input that address into your GPS, 306 Front Street. Pause the audio until you are ready to pull out and then restart the audio. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye. To Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of Angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come. 
come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Sing, choirs of angels, sing. Exaltation, sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. audio if you have not reached East Rock Church. Station 9 is in the parking lot on the high street side of the building. Pause the audio until you are positioned in view of Station 9 and then restart the audio. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. 
And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What would you do if an angel appeared to you and said you would do the impossible and endure the embarrassing? Truth be told, every saint seeking to obey God is in the same position. How are you responding to God's commands he has issued to you and his church? Station 10 is in the parking lot on the other side of the church building. Pull out onto Front Street and pull into the parking lot between the church building and the small white house. Pause the audio until you are in position to view Station 10. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Upon hearing one of the most difficult assignments ever given, Mary breaks out in song. Her soul and her voice magnify the Lord. Mary makes God big in her own sight, which is simply seeing him rightly. And that erupts into a testimony that blesses the church for many generations. How do you respond to an opportunity to obey God? How do you magnify the Lord? What testimony of the Lord do others hear from you? location is Somerset Church. You may want to enter that address into your GPS. 141 Somerset Church Road. Pause the audio while you input the address and restart the audio when you are ready to drive. Rejoices for yonder breaks 
are brightly shining It is the night of our dear Savior's birth So long lay the world in sin and error pining Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth Some moon 
streets of David's town. Pause the audio if the music has ended and you have not reached Somerset Church. Restart the audio as you arrive at Somerset. Enter the Somerset parking lot in the drive closest to 501. Station 11 will be along the left-hand side. Pause the audio until you are in the position of Station 11. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from, from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being just a man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which he has conceived in her, in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and, she, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God is with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the, of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew, her not until, but knew her not until she had been given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. It's no wonder to me that God chose Joseph for this special assignment to be Mary's husband. The Bible says Joseph is a just man. I believe being a just man positions us to not only hear from God, but to do difficult things. What do you think it means to be a just man or a just woman? Do you think your friends would describe you as a just person? Continue forward to Station 12. It will be along the fence at the playground just ahead. 
Pause the audio until you are positioned to view station 12. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Rush to the manger, friends. Run, even now. The angel said we'd find him. We're just shepherds, nobody special, and yet he said to go. Rush to the manger, friends. Scurry down the hill. We shepherds become a herd. The moon is bright tonight. Rush to the manger, friends. You will find him, the angel said. How will we know where to look? The words echo in our minds. He will be wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Rush to the manger, friends. Dodge the animals in the street. Ignore the remaining hawkers. Hurry past the homes and inns. We won't find him there. Rush to the manger, friends. Wait, what manger? Where shall we go? Out of breath from searching, seeking, hunting. Our steps and our eyes dart from place to place. Is he here? Is he there? The whiffs of a neighbor's supper fill the air and then we hear a child's cry. We are wide-eyed in mouth. Could it be him? We turn the corner as one. The earthiness of the hollows fill our senses as we enter the place, stumbling over one another at the cavernous doorway. One lone oil lamp barely illumines the space, but the angel was right. There is a baby in a manger. The shadows make room, for the light has come. The light has come. We have rushed to the manger, friends, and the rush we feel now is awe. We hold our breath. As we behold the light, we greet his mother and Joseph. They beckon us in, filled with wonder. We see the hope of eternity, wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger a foreshadowing of other cloths that will be blood-stained and marked with salvation's hope. We taste the salty joy as they tell us of a miracle, and we believe them, and they believe us because it is a night for miracles. We linger, holding our breath, not wanting this moment to pass. Yet it's time to go we murmur goodbyes without moving our eyes in the face of hope. And we will forever tell this story, his story, to remind ourselves it really happened. Lowly shepherds can sing the song that even angels long to sing. We let this story mean something because we needed light. God knew that our darkness was but a seedbed of hope birthed in us. And so we sing it to our children and to our children's children. 
and to all generations. This Christ has indeed rushed to us to bring good tidings of great joy to all the people. For unto you this day in the city of David is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Here lies living hope, the one you will turn to when you are lifeless, hopeless, helpless, on that day when your vulnerability leaves you breathless. His hope will become your strength from the very heart of God. It is He that our hearts long for, and now His truth has become light. He is Emmanuel, God with us. The rush has become awe. Oh, let us adore Him. Continue forward to station 13. It will be off the corner of the basketball court along the left side. Pause the audio until you are positioned to view station 13. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told. Big claims require big investigations. It's no doubt that a band of angels showing up claiming that the Messiah has been born would require some investigation. But big proof requires big worship. There's no doubt in my mind that those shepherds went away for a long time after that night, pondering what they had seen, reporting what they had seen, and walking in lieu of what they had seen. I wonder what big claims would make us do a big investigation. Could someone saying that they are the only way to God make us investigate the claim? And having found sufficient proof, would we live in lieu of the evidence? Do you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? And how has believing that changed your life? Mm -hmm. 
Move forward and right up along the old Durham roadside to find and position your vehicle to view station 14. Pause the audio until you are in position to view station 14. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will also pierce through your own soul, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. The Holy Spirit was upon Simeon, and by the Spirit's leading, Simeon was able to see the total significance of the child, Jesus. According to John 16, the chief role of the Holy Spirit is to point us to Jesus and to reveal the supremacy of Jesus, our desperate need of Him, and the consequences of rejecting Him. How did the Spirit first make Jesus known to you? Is your soul consoled by the person and work of Christ? Your next and last location is My Life Matters. You may want to put that address into your GPS. 8-0-Danwin Lane. Pause the audio until you are ready to proceed. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Give ye heed to what we say. News, news, Jesus Christ is born today. and soul and fall. 
If the music has stopped and you have not reached My Life Matters, pause the audio and restart the audio as you arrive at My Life Matters. As you arrive at My Life Matters, Station 15 is on the end closer to Highway 49. Station 15 is near the long ramp. Pause the audio until you are positioned to view Station 15. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which, had, which they had seen in, in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. What do you do when you're warned? What do you do when someone cautions you? What do you do when someone says there's consequences for doing something or not doing something? If there's anything to learn from these wise men, and there's plenty, learn these three things. If God is moving heaven and earth to point us to Christ, pay attention to the message. Secondly, when we discover him, offer him valuable gifts, and the best one is our heart. And thirdly, if we believe that a threat is real, be warned and take action. What about the coming of the Lord? Do we receive that as a warning? Surely, we who live in eager expectation receive it as a day of excitement. But do we see it as a warning to be prepared? Station 16 is just ahead on the same side near the flagpoles. 
Pause the audio until you are at station 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Jesus has lived the perfect life, yet is dying a sinner's death. Why? He was born for this. 1 Timothy 1.15, the Apostle Paul says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The babe was born king, and he died to save sinners. Do you know him today? The Bible says if you believe in your heart and profess with your mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Believe you are a sinner that needs saving and that Jesus is the Savior who was sent to save. Repent of not trusting Christ. Pray in submission to God right now. Move forward to station 17. It's just ahead on the right at the picnic tables. Pause the audio until you are in position to view station 17. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel, and as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mag Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. He is risen, hallelujah. The church stakes her life on the truth that Jesus rose from the grave. He defeated death, he conquered the grave. Our savior is king. How does the hope of resurrection change the way you live?
Station 18, the final station, is just ahead on the right in the edge of the field. Pause the audio until you're in position to view Station 18 and then restart the audio. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Now concerning the times and seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of the light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. But those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. There was no room for the family of Jesus to lodge in Bethlehem. And so there was no room for him in the inn. I don't know that there was any eager expectation of the Messiah's coming, although there was clear prophecy about his coming. I think the same could be said today. There's clear prophecy of Christ's return. And the question remains, are we ready? Are you ready? What does it look like to be ready today? What does it look like to live in eager expectation for the glorious appearing of Christ Jesus? What does it look like to live like Jesus could come back in any moment? Station 18 was the last station, but the journey isn't over. We've got a few songs for you to enjoy on your ride home or on your ride into work or out to do your shopping. Enjoy these songs. And in the middle of the songs, we'll share some credits. The Bible says, give honor to whom honors do. So all honor really goes to the Lord. Any good that come out of this was really a gift from him through his servants. So all glory and honor to the Lord. Still have time to share this with some friends. The display and the journey will be up until the afternoon of December 26th. Feel free to share it on social media. Tell your friends and family how to connect and challenge one another to draw near to Jesus in this special season. 
Thank you guys for being part of this journey. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. More than anything, thank you for doing something besides cultural Christmas. Thank you for leaning in to Jesus. There's no power in the water, be it the mighty Mississippi or the Jordan when it floods. There's no power in the water to take away our sin, the powers in the blood. say thank you to those special friends that allowed us to use their music with permission. Ray Scott, Katie and Penny Clark of the Purple Hulls, Kenzie Rose, Glenn Kaiser, the Leuven Brothers, uh, the family of Charlie and Ira Leuven. And as always, our most special friend, Brother Andrew Liggett. We'd also like to thank Taylor Malpas for helping us contact the Leuven family. We'd like to thank Ben Clark for helping us contact the Purple Hulls. And we'd like to thank Brian Cruz for helping us contact Ray Scott and Kenzie Rose. We'd also love to recognize and thank Chris Wood for her gift of spoken word. Our chief sound engineer was Andrew Liggett. Those friends that provided art for the stations of the Advent. Lauren Clayton, Brett Carver, Mandy Loon, Dale Ball, Catherine Liggett, Katie Bowes, Amy Edlin, and Michaela Long. 
All supplies for the journey were furnished by supporters of the Light Steps Live podcast. Our readers for the journey were Katie Bowes, Michaela Long, Rachel Bowes, Jake Farmer, Ava Bowen, Dalton Mize, Aiden Allen, Jake Dunkley, Mary Long, Jackie Ball, Reverend Brett Carver, Hayden Carver, Mandy Loon, Kelly Carver, Pierre Younger, Reverend Craig Willingham, Amy Edlin, Reverend Rusty Oliver, Reverend Richard Rohrer, Mark Pickrell, Reverend Jonathan Taylor, Grace Long, and Carol Clayton. Thank you all for your support and your hard work in putting together the audio and the visual. What a joy to work with the body of Christ to encourage our community and cause the church to have more reason to worship the Lord. Thank you all for listening. Thank everyone for their support. Love